Friday morning, six of us from the church went over to uh, meet Lindsay Nadler, the co-founder of Project 41, and she gave us a tour of the building there and explained to us what her Project 41 is all about. And so I'm not going to steal the very thunder. I'm just going to get her to come up and tell you herself what it's all about. Come on up, Lindsay. Well, good morning. Thank you all so much for having me. Wow, I am... uh... I'm so blown away this morning. I just have to, before I get going here, I just have to tell everybody in this congregation a couple of things. From the second that I've walked in the door, I have felt the immense love of God in this place. It's almost overwhelming. Um, Everyone has had a smile on their face and has been so loving and so accommodating. And it's almost just like they're seeping with the love of God. And I'm just going to be real for a second. That's not in every church. So you guys are doing a really, really great job. I feel very, very loved and very welcomed. Um, And I just wanted to say, like, good job. Y'all are doing great. Um, The other thing that I wanted to to say is that I I know that some of the things that Pastor Neil has discussed this morning are very dark and can be very heavy, and you can almost kind of feel the room kind of go like this. (laughs) Like, are we talking about this in church? But let me just tell you guys something. You have got a jewel right there in your pastor, because churches are not talking about this. They're sure as heck not giving full sermons on this issue, and that's part of the problem. As the church, we have got to be in the forefront. We have got to be shouting loud and clear. We have got to be educating our kids from the time that they can understand what this is, how to fight it. We have to get it out in the open. We have to get it out in the air because one of the things I know that the enemy loves to do is to keep things hidden. Is to keep things in the darkness. So the fact that you guys are talking about this today, that as a church body you're fighting, that you're standing up and being bold together in unity is a really big deal and it pleases the Lord and it fires me up. I mean, I can barely contain. I mean, I'm ready to like run out the door. Just, I'm ready to go. I'm so excited. Um, it's so refreshing because I, I travel all around. I speak to lots of different churches. I speak to lots of different groups. And guys, I'm telling you, it's this. I don't want to see it. I don't want to talk about it. It's too dark. It's too heavy. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. No, no, no. And that's exactly what the enemy wants you to do. So we have to talk about it without shame and guilt. We have to bring it out in the light. We have to use that same love, that same love that every single one of you have have in your soul today that I've seen and experienced and felt with um, that same love is, is your boldness. That's how you're going to fight this thing. So anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to get on a tangent. I just wanted to tell you guys that I'm blown away by you and you're doing a really good job. So um, I wanted to share with you a little bit about Project 41. And um, Neil has just done such a great job. In, I mean, he talked about all of the stuff, so I don't have to do any of that. <laughs> so I'm excited. Um, I want to talk with you a little bit about the heart behind Project 41. So if you've got your Bible or if you want to just listen, um, I'm going to share with you our our um, our core. It's in Luke 15. I'm going to start in chapter 4. If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go to search for the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, 
He will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. When he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost sheep. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. So that's the heart behind Project 41. We are for that one lost sheep. We believe that Jesus is um, chasing after his lost ones and that he's not going to stop until every single one of his kids are rescued and valued and transformed. Um, the other scripture that I want to read is in Isaiah 61, and you guys have all, probably all um, heard this at some point in your life. And now that I'm up here, of course, I can't find it in my Bible. But you love how that always happens. All right, so Isaiah 61. And, you know, I was really, um, you know, in the, in the um, sermon when he said, the battle is for the bold. Well, what I'm about to read, you may not feel bold, You may not think you're a bold person, but what I'm about to read is for each and every person here today. So if you don't feel bold, declare this over yourself. Isaiah 61. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that the captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come, and with it the day of God's anger against their enemies. To all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory. They will rebuild the ancient ruins, repairing cities destroyed long ago. They will revive them, though they have been deserted for many generations. So there's a couple of things in this passage that at Project 41 we believe in our core. And that is the most broken, the most traumatized, the most abused people in our cities are going to not only be made beautiful... Not only are they going to be restored, not only are they going to be given a crown instead of ashes, but they are going to be the very ones that rebuild our cities. So it makes sense to me, for us as a community, for us as the body of Christ, to invest in the ones that are going to be rebuilding our cities. Now, I love my country. Anybody else? I love America. I believe that we live in the greatest nation on the planet. But we have some broken cities. We have some cities that need to be rebuilt. We have some kingdoms that need to be rebuilt. And this says that the most broken are going to be the ones to do it. So this is where we're, is what we're chasing after. Because here's the deal. When you see a woman that has been raped for a living, that has been traumatized, that does not know who she is in Christ... When you tell her that the God of heaven's armies loves her immensely and he'll do nothing, he will never stop chasing after her. And she begins to learn who she is and she completely transforms her life. You cannot argue with who her God is. 
And that's how revival happens in our community. I think about one of the girls that's in our program right now. We have a year-long program for victims of sex trafficking here locally. It's called Esther's Academy. And she's pregnant. She's pregnant with her sixth child. Um, Her pimp was also her husband. Um, He died in prison. And she came to us completely broken, completely a mess. Um, And she sits every day in our classes at Esther's Academy, and she learns about who she is. She learns about what it means to be a warrior for Christ. She learns about what it, what it means to steward and nurture the next generation that is living inside of her. And see, this will be her sixth child, and this is the only child that she'll be equipped to keep. So when we talk about the one, when we talk about transforming the one, We're also talking about the generation and the legacy that that one person affects. See, all of you in here have a legacy. All of you in here have a sphere of influence. All of you in here have the next generation that you can affect. And being a part of this church, hearing things like you've heard today, rising up and saying, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. It's not somebody else's ministry. It's not somebody else's calling. This is for every single believer within your strengths, within your gifts, even within your weaknesses. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. He's equipped and fashioned all of us to pursue after the one in some way. So when I think about the legacy that is in every single person, we have the chance to see America become new, become rebuilt, so that our kids don't have to worry about this, that pornography is not even an issue. The main mission, the main goal is to see trafficking and slavery in in our lifetime, to wipe out pornography. How do we do that? Seems like such a huge, huge issue. How do we even fight it? It starts with our heart. It starts with knowing who your God is and how much he loves you. You know, we talked, he talked about a lot of different tools. He talked about a lot of different things today and all of those are great. But the root issue is, is that you look at pornography to get a need met. You look at pornography because you want love. You want to feel affirmed. You want to feel validated. You want to feel significant. You want one thing that we were designed for, and that is intimacy. And when you learn that you can have intimacy with a good, loving, passionate God who can give you everything that you need, there's no desire for pornography. Okay, I can get on a tangent about that forever. So I wanted to tell you um, a couple of stories because, um, you know, we've talked about the statistics today, but one of my main missions today is to, sh- is to share with you what's happening in your city, it, right here. Uh, when we think about the word sex trafficking, we think about the movie Taken. Has anybody seen Taken? We think about in other countries, which that happens. That those are our examples. But sex trafficking and sexual exploitation happens every single day right here in West Monroe, Monroe, Louisiana. It's important for you to know that where we live is in the I-20 corridor. Now, I have a background in law enforcement. I spent three years on patrol before I was a believer, so my perspective was a little bit different. Um, But what you see all day long is drugs are trafficked up and down I-20. And where you have the drug trade, you're also going to have the sex trade. So what we're seeing is on Thomas Road, 165 North and South, you know, the hotels North and South of the interstate every single day. Because we no longer, the days of seeing someone who we consider a prostitute walking up and down the street are 
um, are seemingly over. That still happens, sure, in bigger cities. But where we are, you've got a cell phone and a computer. That's not necessary. The Internet allows people to meet up in hotels. So every day, all day long, in hotels, in your city, people are being trafficked. People are being sold. Um, Has anyone in here ever heard of the website called Backpages? Okay. Don't go look it up. But it's a website very similar to Craigslist. And you can click on, because a lot of people still don't believe me that this is happening in our city. You can click on Monroe Escorts. And you are going to see, boom, a giant list every day of ads being posted. And you can order up a human being just like you would order up a pizza. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not okay. It's not okay anywhere. Even if it was one ad, even if it was one person, it's not okay. And we have to come together and say, this is not going to happen in my city. So at Project 41, you guys have watched the video. I'm not going to go all into that. But we do a variety of different things. We rescue. We do outreaches at, our, uh, at Washtenaw Parish Correctional Center. We have a Bible study that goes there two to three times a year. Every single woman gets a Bible, which is so exciting because many of them have never had a Bible before. Uh, we go to truck stops. We work with local law enforcement. And we have a team that monitors back pages on a consistent basis. And we're putting together leads and turning them over to law enforcement so they can take it further. When we find victims and survivors of trafficking, we come alongside of them, we get them counseling, we get them medical care, we get them connected to community, and if they're ready, we get them connected in Esther's Academy, which is our year-long program. That program offers lots of things, um, opportunity for employment, biblical counseling, Bible study, life skills, parenting. I mean, it's the whole gamut. Um, We partner with other recovery homes in the area so that they have a safe place to live. Housing is our biggest issue. So when you guys pray, please pray for that. We need our own housing program. We need the finances to have housing. That's the biggest, the biggest uh, need that we have. And that's what we're shooting for in the next two years is to have our own housing. Um, but I wanted to tell you, um, lastly, a couple of stories. And I may just have time for this one. <sighs> just because today's sermon was on pornography. I don't know if any of you guys have seen um, in the news this past summer a man arrested named John Carter. Any, anybody saw that case? Well, John Carter was a family friend of 20 years to four boys that were abused. The youngest was nine. The oldest was 15. John Carter was arrested for manufacturing, distribution, and possession of child pornography. And law enforcement told us that they found the largest collection of child pornography they'd ever seen, as well as the largest collection of homosexual pornography that they'd ever seen. Now, what the three things that I just listed, manufacturing, distribution, and possession of child pornography, manufacturing and distribution is sex trafficking. Because these are minors. Five different men were arrested from five different states that came here to abuse those boys in West Monroe, Louisiana. This is not okay. This is happening here. So as a ministry, we were able to provide those boys with counseling that would have cost thousands of dollars, and we were able to provide it to their families, which were low income for free. 
We also work with law, local law enforcement in the rescue of a 14-year-old girl. Um, this young lady met a man playing Call of Duty video games online. She uh, struck up a five-month-long relationship with him. He mailed her a teddy bear with $500 in it and instructions to get on a, to run away and get on a Greyhound bus to come live with him in Arizona. So she ran away. Uh, her, far- her parents filed a missing persons report, and our law enforcement was able to intercept her at the Monroe Greyhound bus station. So as a ministry, we were able to come alongside them because the options for this young lady were either to wait at a police station until detectives from Tennessee came to pick her up or go to Green Oaks Detention Center. So for us, we were able to get her uh, to our facility. She got a shower. She was able to stay the night there with one of our staff members. She was able to eat some Chick-fil-A. She was able to be prayed for until she was returned safely home to her family from the detectives in Tennessee. So those are just a couple of, uh, of stories of some of the things that, we, that, that we're doing here. Um, I could tell you story after story after story, but I think those two are poignant because we were able to intercept that child when she was 14. Imagine if she wouldn't have been intercepted, what her life might have looked like. Imagine what it might have been like with these young boys if they were not able to receive counseling and get some healing. The what-ifs can go on and on and on. That's where we have to rise up and say, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and He's inside of me. It's the call for every Christian. It's the normal Christian life. So just wrapping up, I wanted to say... Thank you all so much for letting me come and speak. Um, I also wanted to let you guys know that the light is bigger than the darkness. And that God is bigger than all of this. He's not intimidated by this. Um, The world is not going to hell in a handbasket. God is coming to redeem. He's raising up warriors. He's changing the heart of men. A revival is happening and an army is being raised up right now. So don't feel gloom and doom. Don't walk out of here feeling heavy. Don't walk out of here feeling, oh my gosh. To, and Because so many times people are moved into doing nothing. Do something, even if it's little. I thank you so much for having me today. I covet your prayers. If you guys um, could just please pray for Project 41 when you think about it. Pray for the women. Pray for the men. Uh, We have a lot of different ways to get involved if that's something that you're interested in. We do have a men's group that is meeting and starting up, and one of their goals is to come and and speak to the heart of men and to go after the demand. Uh, We have a variety of different volunteer outreaches. If it's something that you want to be a part of, you can visit our website. But um, I'm overwhelmed by your love and just so thankful and honored. So thank you very much.